Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. All right. Hello and welcome to another podcast with Justin Bennett. Today, we're going to talk about how to provide good thinking. Now, this is going to come across uh, just from that title is, is pretty philosophical. And guess what it is? Because one of the great things about working with a planner is having the opportunity to have your life looked at in a little different way. And so Justin's going to talk a little bit about what they do, how they do that to provide good thinking. So Justin, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Where are we at with this? Where do you want to begin? You know, I think that the the clients that we serve and get the most value out of the type of work that we do, Matt, are those that are that are the busiest folks between their personal life and their professional life. And so their thinking, their concentration is around their family and their business or their craft. And so what we do for clients is we just very bluntly and clearly state that we are in the business to provide good thinking. And to the extent that we can provide good thinking, clients will want us to hang around them and develop a long-term relationship. And they'll start to recognize that we always have their best interest in mind. We're able to think about things that either they didn't otherwise think about or they were conditioned to think very single dimensionally about something where their world is much bigger than a single dimension and it has a lot of different dimensions to it. And so if we can provide thinking that helps them look at their economy, look at their planning through a different optic, then I think we become a valuable resource. And as a result of that, the work that we do and the relationship that we build and the thinking that we provide can never, ever, ever become a commodity and be something that can be searched in the Google search bar, which results in 52 million hits in <laughs> 0.52 seconds. And then and then somebody try, trying to sift through and filter through all that information to then determine what is good thinking or not good thinking as it relates to them. So I think our clients appreciate when we outline it in that way. And so the, uh, the thinking that we provide to our clients is something that is a – is something and will – never be a commodity, but it's something that they really, really appreciate. So, but we have to hold ourselves accountable to it, right? Like we can't just expect that clients are going to want to work with us because, you know, we, we've been around for a long time and, you know, we've, we've um, helped their friends or family out, which, you know, we, we tend to get the vast majority of our business through high level introductions, but, you know, we need to demonstrate to the clients that we serve that we can provide and we do provide good thinking. Otherwise we would not expect to work with somebody if we can't demonstrate that. Would you mind telling us a story or giving us a, a little bit more of an example of, of somebody who came in with maybe some of that black and white linear thinking or limiting beliefs uh, and that through your dialogue, uh, you helped them uh, kind of see the world in their own economy differently. Well, I would humbly submit that it happens all the time and the way that we know that it happens all the time is by way of the questions that we present to clients, not just in the beginning stages of building a relationship, but as on an ongoing basis. 
So if we're able to present a question to a new client or a longtime client and the response, and it doesn't, it does not have to be to every question and, and inside of every conversation that we have with the client. But if, if the people we serve can respond to a question that we present and say the following, wow, that's a, that's a really good question. And they have to pause and think about it. It to me suggests that we are starting to go down a road where we're providing questions, we're providing thinking, we're, we're providing value that they didn't otherwise think about. See, because if they didn't respond with, gosh, that's a real good question, have to then pause, kind of recapture themselves and their thoughts, and then respond to it, then, you know, to me, it would seem like we're not really doing a very good job providing the thinking that we should. So I think we know that we do a very good job providing this good thinking based on the responses that we get from clients as a result of the questions that we pose. Does that make sense, Matt? It does. It totally makes sense. And in a very, very good example, I, I like that you started that off by saying that you humbly submit that that happens every day. It's probably one of the reasons why you get up in the morning and, and are so you know, active and involved and, and you're, you're on, I, I love when we talk about uh, doing the podcast and you say, I'm all in, you know, I just, it just brings a smile to my face. Cause I know that that's the way that you deal with life. And when you're meeting with clients, you're all in too. Yeah. Listen, no doubt. And I think, you know, we can get technical for a minute here. And if as an example, something that occurred earlier today in one of our meetings, we were talking to, or I was talking to an existing client, happened to be uh, two guys who own a business, fairly successful business. We have a very, very good relationship. And we were just talking about their business and the growth of the business and the different areas that they're focusing on and concentrating on. And I was authentically listening to them and posing questions on, you know, what I was hearing. And then I, I uh, sat back and I asked them, you know, what they thought about and how they thought they would look to exit their business. And so the conversation went into business exit planning and specifically because there's two guys that own a business, we are formalizing their buy-sell agreement and some of the things that they had in their draft buy-sell agreement before we started talking about the buy-sell agreement were things that that I was aware that they had. However, there were things that they didn't otherwise think about. So as an example, the way in which they were addressing their triggering event in their operating agreement or their buy-sell agreement for death, because death is only one of many, many triggering events that should be outlined and solved for in a buy-sell or an operating agreement. And we get into all of the triggering events, not just death. I think traditional planning only focuses on death. We spend a fair amount of time in all triggering events, but we happen to be on this topic of, of passing. And I said, well, listen, statistically speaking and probability would suggest that neither of the two of you are going to pass away before the point at which you look to exit and sell your business. So I said, that being said, the way in which your ownership is structured around your life insurance is such a way that 
may cause you to be subject to the transfer for value rule in the future if the ownership is changed around the life insurance. And they said, that's a good point. We never thought about it. And then we got into a little bit more of how to solve for that and how to mitigate for the transfer for value rule in the future so that if they have an asset and it's owned a certain way, it could then be transferred and the asset or the value of the asset would not be subject to the transfer for value rule. So hmm. I know it's a little bit technical. It's a little bit, you know, maybe we lost some listeners, which I'm okay with, but the <laughs> listeners that the listeners that hung on are the ones that might be a little bit intrigued and yeah. frankly, maybe business owners with, you know, one or more partners and want to learn more about that. Well, I mean, that's a that's a wildly important conversation that, that business owners need to have. But yeah, that was pretty darn technical. I, you know, I like it kind of when you get technical because, you know, we usually stay pretty high level. It just uh, highlights your, you know, your your technical knowledge. Well, you know, I mean, I think I think uh, the clients that we work with want to know that we we know. Right. That's important. I think most critically, they want to know that we care and we could demonstrate that. But, um, you know, ultimately, we don't need to, we don't need to, we don't need to prove to people that we're the smartest people in the room because in many cases we're not, you know, but I think clients want to know that we have the ability to get narrow and deep on various subject matters that we, we spend a lot of time with and we have a fair amount of experience. And frankly, we're continuously sharpening the tools around those different conversations because in an ever-changing marketplace, what was done 27 years ago doesn't mean that it should be done today. And I think in some professions, that is just simply how business is done. Hey, I learned it from a guy that was doing it for a certain way for 30 years. And and now I'm just going to continue carrying that torch forward. And if he did it for 30 years, it must be prudent and acceptable and good for the consumers going forward for the next 30. And that's obviously the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. All right. So how to provide good thinking final closing thoughts i think i think if 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 there's somebody on the listening end of this podcast and they have never been in a position where a question has been presented and their response has been that's a good question which is causing them to then think about it you know maybe the thinking around them not just in the planning business but in other spaces you know, may not be challenging them enough to continue to grow, develop and evolve. And I think that's key for us is to make sure our clients and we're contributing to their ongoing growth and development. So I think that's probably the best barometer. That's the best tangible way in which somebody can measure if they're getting good thinking or not. And if you don't have somebody who's helping you contribute to your overall growth and development, then you should probably reach out to the Bennett Financial Group team, which is BennettFG.com, correct? That's right, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much for your thought leadership again today. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Have a great day. You too. All right. We'll see all of you on the other side of the mic very soon. Justin Bennett is a registered representative of Park Avenue's Securities, LLC, or PAS. OSJ 1150 Raritan Road, Suite 201, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Phone number 908-709-0020. Securities products are offered through PAS, member of FINRA SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of PAS or Guardian.